The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Greetings to everyone around the world and a warm welcome to a new season of Veritas. Tonight we celebrate another birthday. Veritas turns 12th, and with that, we begin season 13. I hope everyone had a nice Thanksgiving, and as I always say, every day should be a day where we engage in gratitude. To you, loyal listener, thank you for your support all these years. You inspire me in ways you can't even imagine, and you don't even know it. Thank you for believing in me. This is truly the people's media, and we wouldn't be here without you. The world seems upside down now. This is ultimately a good thing. Evil is becoming more perceptible. And yet, all our infrastructure was falsely built on this evil. So those who love the untruth of it are going to suffer. And that's most people. Tonight, we bring you a theological and eschatological scriptural perspective to current events. In addition to the geopolitical one, heavenly fires and strong delusions coming up next. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy, MMS, CBD pure hemp oil, Divinia water, pure organic sulfur, flash drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. Today's special guest doesn't need a long intro. He's a veteran and a good friend of this platform. I'm referring to the one and only Neil Kramer, an English writer, philosopher, author, and teacher, specializing in the fields of consciousness, metaphysics, and mysticism. As you know, Neil is renowned for his unique blend of lucidity, empowerment, and authenticity. His website is neilkramer.com, and he joins us from the Pacific Northwest. Hello, Neil, and thank you once again for making Veritas better with your presence every time we begin a, a new season. How are you? Thank you very much. I'm very well, indeed. Thank you. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be with you, as it always is. Thanks for inviting me back. Always a pleasure. Neil, just to begin with, we seem to be living in a bizarre world, upside down. What's good is bad. What's 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 this is there. What's your take of what's currently taking place, not only here in the United States, but worldwide? (laughs) Goodness me, where to begin? There's so much to say, isn't there? I I think we'd need two years to unpack this thoroughly. Did you think the last time we spoke a year ago that we would be in this current event right now? I hope I'd hoped so. Yeah. Because the, pain needs to increase before the solution arrives. So although it's unsettling for a lot of people, I think that those like myself who take the long view and the objective view as far as possible, above just the concerns of our own personal affairs, 
even though there's this giant instability and all this terrible fakery, it's undoubtedly a good thing because, as you just said earlier in your intro, evil is perceptible now. And for most people's lives, certainly everyone alive before us, it, it wasn't. It was very invisible. And now you can see it. So that signals the end of evil empire, that it's revealed itself, it's uncloaked. And as soon as it does that, it cannot recloak. It cannot go back again. So although it's unsettling, and I genuinely feel for people whose livelihoods have been swept away or whose sense of peace has been rattled, if we can just get above ourselves for a moment, it's for the best. And I can map that out very thoroughly for you uh, tonight and talk about that in detail, how I see it. But generally, I think it's a good thing. I always do. The, the worse it gets, the better it is, frankly. And as you also indicated, that the fact that a lot of our economic and educational and entertainment uh, foundations have been based on falsehood means that we're going to have to reformat them. We're going to have to reformat that hard drive and make sure that we get things right. So I, I honestly don't think much is being lost right now. Uh, it's just that the old traditions were false. And people like you and me and 99% of the listeners, we already knew that. It's no giant surprise. But for the mainstream world out there, it's, it's dreadfully upsetting. And all the rituals and ceremonies and predictable things of life have been washed away. They've gone. And they'll never come back. So even though... We know a lot of these falsehoods are damaging. What's not visible to most people is quite how much of our societal infrastructure was based upon them. So our fiscal strengths and our moral strengths and our uh, community strengths need to be reorganized because the way they were was false all of our lives and, and our grandparents and parents and great grand all of them going back generations. So although it's unstable and it's not got that sort of 1950s old-fashioned American goodness anymore, or in the in Britain it was the golden era, was really the 1930s. So of 1920 to 1930 was a very golden era for England. But those eras were also deeply ignorant. So now for the first time we have the capacity, the technology and the distributed journalism to actually not only expose it, but also analyze it and corroborate it, not just with wild theories, but with logic and reason and facts and science. And that's that's the end of empire, that their game is up, their magic trick has been exposed. And just like a magic show at the you know theater in Las Vegas, once you've seen how the magician's done the trick, you can't be fooled again because you know how it's done. And empire's trick has been revealed so i think people now are onto it and as i say in a few moments i'll let you respond to that but i'll i'll detail and map out how i see that the percept the perceptibility of evil was it planned the fact that it's making itself perceptible or is it that more people are waking up i think it, they would have much rather have stayed in the shadows they would have much rather stayed invisible, cloaked, hidden, concealed, uh, because you can do more that way and you can uh, impersonate forces for good when you're concealed. But when you're out there and people can see the, the teeth and the horns and the, you know, the obvious 
facade of evil has presented itself as, as concrete and crystallized and you can see it, smell it, feel it, touch it, then the power that they have, although it's it's you know more shocking, is actually less effective because that element of concealment constitutes a, a giant part of Empire's power. And once that's gone, they're in trouble. So I think the measures, it's not like a giant plan that it'll eventually reveal itself. I think their hand has been forced. They've had to show this uh, next phase of their plan, which I think is decades sooner than they would have wished to do decades sooner because the generation of brainwashed people are not the adults running the world yet. They should have waited another 20 or 30 years. They haven't. They've had to pull the trigger now. And I think that's a, a sign of desperation, frankly. They've not got many other options. So they're in truly, as many commentators have uh, proposed recently, they're in an existential crisis for the first time ever, in my view. And that's that's undeniably a good thing. So I, I think that it wasn't their plan to reveal themselves for at least a generation. They've done it early because um, forces for good, uh, some of them covert, some of them military, some of them independent journalists like you, some of them independent commentators and thinkers like me, have all got together, hundreds of us, thousands of us, millions of us maybe, and made life extremely difficult for them. As I say, sometimes physically, sometimes emotionally, sometimes intellectually, sometimes spiritually, and revealed the problem. And I have to say that the arrival of the internet has made that connecting with each other possible. And it's a a nice irony that this military apparatus is being used to take down a great army of evil. So there's a sort of poetic uh, logic to it for me there. Some people are contacting me, letting me know that we are on the edge or the precipice and, and entering another age. In fact, this coming winter solstice, December 21st, we'll have planets or, or wandering lights, some people call them, and that happens every 27,000 years. Could we be entering the age of Aquarius? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know what that means. But um, I think we are definitely entering a new phase. And um, I think perhaps I can take this opportunity, if, if that's all right with you, to tell you what I think, to tell you how I map out current world affairs. Is this a good moment for me to yes, yes, launch absolutely. into that? Please proceed. Okay. What I'd like to do, just thinking about this earlier today, knowing I was going to speak to you, and I want to give the best shot at this. So now we've warmed up for 10 minutes, you know, let's get into this. What I'd like to do is present four perspectives on what's happening, um, which I think they have a relationship with each other. And I think everyone will recognize them as we talk about them. And it's it's really going to, I think, help us perceive the problem and the solution in a much clearer way. So I'm going to present to you four perspectives, four scenarios, four views, four worldviews, but we'll call them perspectives for now, which describe what I think is going on and the ways of looking at the world. So let's say perspective one is the fiction. This is the world of illusion, a world where governments and world leaders and entertainment and educational institutions and big pharma and big tech are all working very hard to make a better world for us. And everything is quite fair and open and, you know, relatively balanced. And we elect political leaders based on 
free and fair elections that represent a, an overall consensus. And, and something like COVID comes along and is a terrible virus that's just suddenly arisen and we're all fighting this dreadful battle together and we're all campaigning together for the environment and social justice and peace and free healthcare. And everyone is suddenly gay and trans and everyone is suddenly racist and we're all suddenly going to be far better off living in giant mega cities and enjoying you know, free benefits from a huge government social welfare program and all that sort of extreme falsehood. So that, that's perspective one of fiction, a fictional world, which is, of course, by nature untrue. And it's all designed to be an imaginary fantasy that people can lose themselves in. It's like a piece of theater, an unreal world for people who are either stupid, scared or lazy or all three. <laughs> and in this worldview, of course, just taking a current event right now that we're all aware of, Joe Biden won the election and it's time for a, a new leadership with new bold ideas about shaping a more modern democratic socialist society. So that, that's perspective one, fiction, right? Perspective two, non-fiction. So perspective two brings us through to a greater reality, a truer world, a world of non-fiction, a world where most world governments are deeply corrupt and have been for centuries or even millennia, where parts of the intelligence services that, of course, are supposed to protect us have actually become also crooked and now wage these secret international wars and crusades against freedom and goodness, and where these you know, clandestine think tanks and secret societies formulate policies and strategies for the world, for the globe, and then serve them up to puppet world leaders who then enact them on their nations. And this, this non-fiction worldview recognizes, of course, that we've been purposefully given bad education, bad science, bad medicine, uh, bad entertainment, bad religion, bad media, bad news. So it's, it's rather at first a bleak view at first, but there is also a flip side that there's a discovery also of real knowledge, real information about reality that was previously hidden, real education, real science, real medicine, you know, real history, real theology, real cosmology, exciting, cool, renewing information. So that's the nonfiction view perspective too. And in that world, Joe Biden lost the election there was a massive election fraud, and it's time for that to be proven. And this federal republic we live in, operating under a, the supreme law of the Constitution, will put a decent man back in the Oval Office, Trump, for another four years, who will help return society to independence and strength and justice and goodness. Or maybe it'll be General Flynn who does that. For the first time in generations, we've never had that. So that, that's perspective two, non-fiction. Okay, so we're moving up, up the hierarchy. Here. Perspective three. Well, we could call this, I don't know, hyper reality, where having educated yourself thoroughly over the years on the previous perspective we've just talked about, a non-fictional worldview, and having multiple more years of study of the more esoteric and um, concealed elements of reality, you come to realize that the real world is far more epically interesting and fascinating than most people can actually handle that even want to know about and that the real historical timelines of earth are dramatically different to what is recognized in the mainstream and that even the structure and the age 
and the shape of the Earth is wildly different from what we thought, what we've been told. And that space itself out there above the skies is not what we thought it was. Evolution is wrong. Carbon dating is wrong. So the ancientness of everything is wrong. And that actually the world is shockingly new and fresh and brief. And we come to see in this way of thinking that indeed many apparently established facts in terms of you know, the natural history and science of our world are totally wrong, mostly wrong, mostly on purpose. Events are wrong. World War One and Two didn't go down the way we've been told. Even to people who were alive at that time, they had no idea what was happening. The sinking of the Titanic, 9-11, dozens of school shootings, the space shuttle, and all manner of disasters and crashes and massacres and killings and also achievements and apparent discoveries, not what we thought they were. They were something different. And it turns out that a lot of these things are just a story. They just, they were not true. They were manufactured. And we can show that now, proven not just by theories, but by facts and reason and logic. I mean, it is conspiratorial in the sense there was conspiracy conspiracy to um, conceal these happenings. But it's not conspiratorial in the sense that they are, you know, shaky, wild rumors. This, this is people examining hyper-reality for real. We don't do that. We only want the truth, the, tr- the truth at all costs. Whether we like it, whether we dislike it, whether it fits with our theories or not, whether it's popular or unpopular, whether it's safe or dangerous, we want the truth at all costs. So this this third worldview, this perspective three hyperreality, it also brings into play the reality of levels of technology that have been previously entirely concealed from mainstream life. Things like teleportation, anti-gravity, telekinesis. And I would say perhaps the most relevant and pressing and shocking of all in our time of human synthetics, human doubles. And that to realize, and you can show this, that the technology now exists to put out a double of someone like Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden or Justin Trudeau or Boris Johnson and have them come out and say stuff and do things that look real. Doubles that are virtually indistinguishable from the original. Certainly, you know, to the untrained eye, you'd never know. You'd never know you you weren't looking at the original. You're looking at a double. And I think to achieve this, for example, just as one technology, they use a mix of different styles of technique, different technologies. So they use both um, physical and non-physical, you know, biological and synthetics. So you have at the sort of lowest tier, you know, lookalikes. They used to do this with Saddam Hussein and Bin Laden and Margaret Thatcher in times gone by. You know, they get out, come out of a hotel, wave at the cameras and get into a limousine. It wasn't them. All the security services, good and bad, they knew that. It was just a, a show. It was just a lookalike. They do it all the time. Lots of world leaders have done this for generations. That's no big deal. People used to do this in ancient Rome and Greece. No big deal. What we have now, though, is something different. We also have CGI holograms that move and talk, and you can't tell the difference. Clones, robots, a technology here hidden from the public for decades that is now gradually starting to be uncovered. And, of course, they have these things, the bad guys and the good guys and the intelligence and the military communities. And I think they've they've been doing this since about the 1980s to some small level. 
but they had to be very careful. But now, 40 years later. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.